Hey guys, <clears throat> how's it going? Let's see, what's today? Friday? Wow, what do you, what are you that aren't even listening to this on Friday night are getting ready to go out, drink with your friends, um, take shots, and then throw up in your friend's car, uh, waste your life away, and destroy your liver. But hey, when you're young, up until you only have until about age twenty five to act the way you're acting, okay? Then it's time to get serious. Have a oh, get a fucking job first off. Now, if you um, you know, I was watching some video the other day called like top ten uh, paradoxes, mind blowing paradoxes, and one of them was the whole, you know, when you go to get a job, it's like. Re, uh, experience required Now some jobs Yeah like if, if you're trying to get into Like the tech world like how do you get Experience if, if if you don't if you can't just say Well dude I've been like working in Fucking I've been doing tech my whole life Can I show you how I Dissemble this computer or You know code this thing real quick And they're just like nah Nah we need to We need, verif- we need paperwork that says This is what you do uh, hold on, I gotta pause this show. I'm watching Gold Rush, Parker's Trail. Parker, his grandfather gave him, he passed out. When I first, the show first came on, I remember seeing little baby Parker when he was 16. And I'm like, this kid, this kid just, you know, he's got the drive, but I don't think he's gonna make it. Now he's fucking, well, like 22 or something. And he's in what? Uh, oh, they're in Papua New Guinea. PNG, the PNG, and uh, apparently, back in the day when they did, uh, when they excavated all the excavated all the gold, they they only did it in one straight, the riverbed. But there are these little what they call, um, uh, not not like creeks, but there's parts of the riverbed where the water, like. Alright, if you had a river, okay, or even just a fucking... Let's say you had a plank of wood, okay, two by four. And that's a river. Now, coming off the side would be these squiggly little... You know, like, just drainage. Like, fucking drainage. Water drainage, you know? So they think that some of the gold could... Oh, my God, I can hear my, my neighbor opens up her door and then closes it ten times a day. Let's see. Oh, maybe that's a different neighbor. Yep. Still weird though, and I'm still standing at my peephole. Because one day I did, I saw the, I heard the door open, and I had just happened to be right near my door. I look over. And the lady just like she opened the door. Didn't I didn't see her leave, and then she just like shut it. So I don't know if she thinks. I mean, I've met her. She's, but I feel like maybe she's thinking like, hmm. If I, well, if I don't plug in my phone in a second, then this whole record. Daisy, guess what? You've had your treats when I got home. You've had your treats this morning. You have food in your bowl. You have hard food. You've had enough. Go eat it. Fucking spoiled little brats. Although, I, you know, I justify feeding over... Well, I don't overfeed my cat, okay? If you look up temptations, cat addiction, treat addiction, you'll find all these people that are like, my cat won't... So I just give them to her because... But their cat's like, they won't even go back to normal food, you know? But my cat is just being a fucking, you know... It's like... She's, what, about, let's see, my, <laughs> I'm like 10 to 20 times the size of my cat. I don't even need as often as she does. So part of it's, you have to differentiate between the obsessive, you know, oh, 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 oh he's getting up. Oh, like, I keep the treats on top of my, um, my indoor grow tent. So sometimes just simply standing up and walking into the kitchen, she thinks I'm going to get those. Or if I'm in the kitchen, like... Pretty soon, I'm gonna make half. Ch- I'm gonna use half my ch- chicken, which is marinating. You know what, guys? I want to actually. So maybe, 
we'll focus on cooking in this episode because I feel like each you know in order for in order for someone to say oh I want to listen to this uh, recording not episode I, I gotta stop saying episode or maybe I'll just give in and call them episodes whatever okay episode can be a TV episode it can be a podcast episode it could be a midlife crisis episode and I guess that kind of explains all three so I've got my anytime you have like chicken breast that you're not if you're gonna make chicken cutlets first off I've heard some people with the worst ways of making like you know chicken parm or like fried chicken cutlets okay like my mother, for instance. All right, the way to do it is you take the chicken cutlet out. Now, sometimes it's better if you if you just buy full chicken breast, maybe cut them in half the long way, not like in half. You know what I'm saying? If the chicken breast was a fish, you don't separate, you don't cut it so that the head and the tail are on two other ends. It's like a the mirror effect. So the mouth is on one side, the eyes are on the other. And then you've got the tail. Do you know what I'm saying? That's a weird way to explain it, but, um... Wait, no, you cut it... I'm sorry. You cut it, like, through the belt... Whatever. You, you, you cut it so that it's thin-sliced, okay? Otherwise, you're gonna pound the shit out of that chicken, and it's just... I buy the pre-thin-sliced, pre-sliced, uh, chicken. So I've got, let's see, six pieces... Three and three... Like six small pieces, which is probably I get. I want to say that that's three chicken breast, but I think they take out the middle piece and they add it to another um, package so they can make more money. But it's just whatever. It's easier. I mean, normally I would take the time to do it, but I've I've got to use my uh, avocados. So tonight I'm gonna have chicken fajitas. So what you do is you marinate first off, just to keep the chicken for one to get it marinated. Or, like, I mean, I saw that picture of just plain, not even salted, no oil on the pan, no aluminum foil on the pan. Just someone took chicken breast, they threw it on a dark, old, you know, uh, sheet pan. I guess that's what I make my pizza out of. My ex-girlfriend's sister used to do that. And I would take it out of the oven, take all of the pork chocolate chops off of the fucking because I was the one who had to do all the dishes not had to but did because it was so filthy and they were so fucking lazy and um you know so she comes in and she's like what are you doing that's my chicken I mean that's my uh, pork and I go well you see if you put down aluminum foil on the pan and then you spray it for one because you've spread some type of barbecue sauce on that that's gonna stick I mean that's gonna create quite the quite the mess Normally what you want to do if you're going to um, make a barbecue sauce, whether it's on a, a grill or even baking it, uh, don't use just barbecue sauce. Thin it out with some Worcestershire sauce or some uh, soy sauce or anything, you know what I mean, that type of liquid because that prevents the sh- that at least thins it out so that the sugar, it, the sugar is what burns, you know what I mean? You're only spo- If you're using barbecue sauce, you're supposed to just brush it on at the end. Okay, not ruin your fucking grill with a bunch of burnt sugar. That's all it is. It just burn burns it off. So if you thin it out, then I mean it might still be a little look a little burnt, but it'll be better than whatever. So you know, I, I fucking take off. I put on down the tin foil. I spray it. Put the, all the pork back on. I told her, I'll take care of this one. Then a second time, now she instead of you know. She made the most disgusting chicken where, okay, so when I take a chicken breast, if I'm going to fry up some chicken cutlets, be it for a chicken parm or just a fucking chicken cutlet. Sometimes I like to put a white cream sauce, which is as, now I can even teach you how to make that. It's very simple. If you've ever had those, uh, like chicken stuffed, uh, chicken cordon bleu or like it's, um, it's a breaded little thing stuffed with I forget what brand makes it but they have like the best one is lo- scallop and lobster stuffed or something and another I have right now I have uh, broccoli and cheese chicken cut on blue one is okay hi Daisy you wanna lay down good lay down and shut up but um yeah so what you the, if you wanna make like a nice cream sauce 
and the base of this can eventually turn into like your home own homemade Alfredo sauce. Okay, I've used both. I even want to, I can even teach you how to make a cream spinach or artichoke and cream and spinach dip, which is what I originally made, and then I realized, oh, if I just take out the artichokes and I don't add as much. Um, like cheese or sour cream because you have to add extra sour cream but you have to add it for cream spinach anyways so let's start with the white sauce which is delicious on top of um, a nice chicken cutlet with some fresh broccoli steamed broccoli on the side maybe a little bit of pasta that, that like 10 minute pasta so whatever it's called minute pasta um all right, so you take a pan. Now, this is hard, though, because you really got to be familiar. If you, like, you have to ad- always adjust the temperature, especially when you're cooking, adding milk, or making a cream sauce. So you, you, you put, I would say, depending on what you're using it for, maybe not more than, what is it, a tablespoon of, of uh, butter, which I think is the one that's the one, it's about an inch an inch wide and then you take your flour you get once that once that right as that melts so have the flour and about a maybe a uh, a regular you know something the spoon you would use like a tablespoon that you would use for like eating cereal so you've got your your um your butter which is it doesn't even have to be melted all the way but just you know make sure it doesn't it shouldn't be boiling it shouldn't be brown turning brown like burnt butter so you add in just that's why it's good to take to kind of add slowly add the uh flour Mm. oh my god talking like talking this much makes me have to spit it really uh salad maybe it's because i'm talking about all this food Ooh yeah maybe i'll have some of my uh thc infused peanut butter to dry my mouth out but i think it's because i'm hungry and i'm fucking dying now tonight, um, I'm not going to do the chicken cutlets because, like I said, you've got to. All right, I'm going to. Fi- <laughs> Before I get off track, let me finish the recipe for a white. I call it a white cream sauce instead of cheese sauce because it's not a cheese sauce. It does have cheddar in it though. So once your um, your butter begins to melt, you add almost an equal amount, but don't overdo it. Because it's very hard to turn back or add more butter. But you add just enough flour so that as you um as you stir it, the butter, the flour mixes in with the butter. So you shouldn't see anything that looks like flour. It should look like uh something that comes out of your no oh my god. Sitting there turning a spoon filled with THC peanut butter as I'm oh my god. God damn it. Thank God this podcast lets you record while you're walking around. But the app doesn't have to be open. Your phone can be locked. Not locked. Yeah, locked. But, um... So once... Mm, I should probably start a YouTube channel. I just get nervous that, like... I don't know, if it got big... I would never... First, I would never want to be, like, YouTube guy... <clears throat> even though even the ones that do like connect with my sense of humor like Sam Hyde yeah he was famous for a while but guess what he put all the eggs in the basket and I do know that they have like some career they have some money saved over from their adult swim show but you know it, it's it's not always best to put all your eggs in one basket you know unless you, you're just gonna keep going and hustling and making things happen you know which is why, like, I wouldn't try, I don't know. I would try stand-up, but I'm fucking 32. I should have been practicing at 25. Instead, I just left the electrician's union, and I wasn't working, and Daisy, you've had enough food! There's food right there! Do you see that? Guys, I don't want you to think that I'm mean to my cat, okay? But this is what I get. Hi, say hi. Yeah. Oh, you want your food, yeah? See, she's standing next to her her food bowl. But every time I come to the kitchen, she thinks that, like, there's some new 
form of food that's going to be presented and there isn't. I mean, if I, if, if I wanted to or if I wanted to be an idiot owner, I would just give her treats all day. But those are expensive and you really shouldn't give in to every cat's whine. Oh no, she's whining. She must be hungry again. Maybe I'll... Hmm, well she didn't eat her food, so I'll throw that away and put some new stuff. No. A fucking animal is meant... That's why I like intermittent, intermittent fasting is the big craze, the big... uh the big thing right now, where intermittent fasting is like, I don't know, some people combine their, like, the eight hours of sleep they get, they say you should, you should fast for like six, you should only eat for like, well, as long as you keep your eating within 12 hours, you're pretty good to go, but, not just eating, because, anything besides water, even coffee, if you want to go on that schedule of, you know, I like, I don't eat, I don't eat actual food until sometimes if I'm hungry enough or if I have time, I'll eat before work because that's always good. Usually I don't, then I don't have to eat lunch or spend money or bring a lunch. But, um, you know, once you have that coffee with the cream, the sugar and the milk, even, even, even just regular black coffee, it, it starts the enzymes in your stomach. So that begins your day. So if you had coffee at... 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Try to try to have your last meal right, but right at 8 p.m. or before, whatever. Depends on when you go to sleep. For me, my schedule is fucked because let's see. Today I did 11 to 4. Tomorrow 3 to 12. 12 a.m. Yeah, yeah. 12 a.m. 3 p.m. What to well 11:55 to then Sunday 1 to 10. Then a lot of 2 to 11, 2 to a lot of closings. But, you know, like on a daily today where I have to wake up at 8 a.m. Tomorrow, I'll wake up at fucking, I don't know, 10, 10, 10 a.m. But that, that's good because it caters. And, you know, when they say, oh, you know, you, should, you really shouldn't eat past um, 8 o'clock or whatever, 10 o'clock, like 9 o'clock, 10. That's, for, that's a recommendation for people who work like 9 to 5. People that are going to be going to bed at like 10 or 11, you know what I mean? Of course you shouldn't eat, fill your fucking stomach with that much food. But if you get home, if you get out of work at 11 p.m., you get home at 11.30, by the time you want to eat, it's like tw- it's midnight. But you're going to be up till 2 a.m., so you get two hours to digest. So don't stick to that rule. It's almost all, I kind of have this theory, too, and like people go, oh, man, I got jet lag. Like, shut the fuck up. I think that was just an excuse for celebrities when they um, got all fucked up on, like, Xanax. They took a Xanax for the flight, which most people don't need. They just, like, oh, yeah, I, th- I think I-, I think I have a little... I think I have um, a fear of flying, and the doctor's like, well, uh, we can give you maybe some sort of, like... And they're like, well, I don't know, I heard, you know, and obviously the celebrity's like, well, I heard Xanax works good, and the doctor's like, yeah, we usually don't, like... All right, I'll give you fucking 60 bucks extra, I'll give you $60 cash right now if you prescribe me Xanax. Okay? Motherfucker. I gotta gotta travel. I gotta fly. But John Stamos clearly, whether it was Ambien, sometimes it's Ambien and that's that's a somewhat of a benzo, which kind of makes you act uh, a little lucid. For me, it just makes me want to talk and talk and talk. Kind of like what Adderall does to some people. I have a weird counter effect. But, but I also only use benzos as needed, which is like once a week maybe. Or, you know, if I get six six days in a row of work, one of those days, I'm like right in the middle of those days, I'm probably going to take maybe, f- uh, let's see, four to six milligrams and it doesn't like I don't go back if I get it on my lunch break for my friend my friend crazy Lisa I don't come back to work going yeah what's up man yeah no no I'm fine why what 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 do you mean do I my I'm not I'm not on anything I'm fine that fucking voice it's usually the heroin voice the Hey, dude, you think you could do me a huge? You think you could do me a fa- a huge one? Uh, I don't know what that means. Think you could? 
Uh, what? You think you could, like, lend me, um... Nope. Cuck, no, no, dude, you didn't even hear me out. And then by the... You, you, you've walked away, and they're still talking. Or the crazy thing about being on, like, heroin is heroin addicts can literally not out. They can be fully out, but they'll be... They'll still... They'll be standing up. Like, I woke up one time... And this wasn't when I saw a white lady behind me. Did I ever tell that story? Hmm. I may have just tweeted it. But it was pretty freaky. I had been clean. I had been off of the hard drugs for a while. And I took some Ativan, which is a very... What's just... Alright, in Xanax terms, I can eat like nowadays because I'm not on heavy fucking opiates, opioids, whatever. Uh... Because those, when you mix her, anytime you mix any type of opiate with a benzo, you're probably going to overdose. You're probably going to die if you don't have some the smart type of person around you. Now, if you are with someone that you know, if you, if you have a friend that's a drug user, and you're, let's say you're a guy and you know a girl that uses drugs or your girlfriend does, just first, just try breathing for them. Blow as much air into their fucking lungs as you can. Okay, the first two times, you might not get anything. But if you do it right away, you'll start all of a sudden by the third or four, you uh, they let out this, uh, and then you blow in, uh, and then all of a sudden, they're like, wow, what happened? And you're like, you fuck, oh my God, you fucking died. What do you mean? No, I didn't. And then they get real, like, all of a sudden, it's like the heroin kicks in again, and they're like, what? No, no, no. <clears throat> but the first time that ever happened, I did call the ambulance because I really didn't know what was going on. And they came, and she was like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. They go, listen, you're either going with them, them, talking about the ambulance. I think this is the cop saying this. He goes, are you coming with me? And I had already cleaned up all the shit, made sure she didn't get, you know, charged. And yet, it was still my fault. I'm like, you overdosed in my house. And she said that I ratted her out, or I told the cops that she was, uh, fuck, like, that she did it. And I'm like, you did. You went in the bathroom. You were greedy about it. You didn't give me any. And that's what happens when you be, you're greedy. Like, you fucking do too much and you die. So maybe next time, don't be a greedy bitch. Um, that girlfriend is now dead. She didn't die when I was dating her. I left her and I got clean. I had, She was one like, that made me get off drugs. Watching her every day. Do you want to come with me to go hustle? Hustle? No. No, I don't. I don't want to go to the store and try to steal. Okay? I've had enough. I want to change my life. I don't want to be a thief anymore. Oh, fine then. Suit yourself. Yeah, I will. I'm going to sit all I'm going to sit here all day watching TV, and I'm not going to stress about it because I'm going through with, you know, mild withdrawals. And then I'm going to plan my escape from here without you kicking me out before I have a place to go. So, my mom let me move back in with her. Oh, no, I had to go up to Maine with them first to prove that I could, you know. She's like, well, it seems like you're doing pretty good. I said, Ma, I am. I'm sick of it. I'm done. Now, I did relapse maybe once, and then I got into cocaine. And then the benzos kind of like, I was introduced to those, and I'm like, these seem to be all I need. Especially when I'm at a point where I can control it. In the beginning, I was taking them way too many, way too often. Take me more than two days in a row, or even just two days in a row. I take them. I just take like to take them once, like every ten days or whatever. You start to lose a little bit too much, t- like in touch with the reality, and that is when you start going, what? The? Like your eyes start getting all red and drowsy, and you start looking like you're on something. And I don't like that. I'm not. A, I, I like to live clean. Mm-mm-mm. And I'm already on gabapentin, which is a. You know, I don't believe in SSRIs or tricyclics. I, I just feel like they fuck with your whole... They fuck up all your serotonin. Like, these doctors don't even... They're just like, oh, you so you feel depressed? Yeah. All right, well, try this and this together. And together, it should blah, blah, blah. They don't even know what they're talking about. There's been times where I've told a doctor, like, listen, dude. I know how to detox, okay? I need clonidine, gabapentin, some stuff in my stomach, something to sleep... Okay, and something that controls the sweats, which is normally the clonidine. It's not clonopin. 
In benzos, some benzos help. Benzos help great. There's been times where I've been on the Xanax and I forgot to take my Suboxone, which is the one I'm trying to get off. I also have Kratom, a Kratom, like fucking a giant, giant bag of it, plus two bottles of capsules, plus one, two, three, three Tupperware containers. I have enough, but I just don't need, I mean, I'm going to have to make a smoothie every morning or every time I have to work, right when I wake up, and I like to take it before my coffee, but you know what? I'm far enough away from the addictions and the people. It's been fucking f- six years, dude. You know, so I th- I I, knew I was gonna get on and try to see another get on another doctor that prescribes Suboxone and then yeah, but then that's just what another another six months of like prolonging. Get I just want to get off the shit. It's time, but I'm very nervous. I've cut it down to the tiny. I'm taking the tiniest pieces. I've ever taken in my life but it also depends on when you take it because I used to take two milligrams in the morning when I was on drugs I could only afford to get high Thursday Friday Saturday and maybe Sunday so I guess what Thursday Friday Saturday three and a half days on three and a half days off because if I did it Sunday maybe I don't know whatever and then the rest of the week I would take Suboxone which by Wednesday I always felt good enough to be like oh I could probably just stop now. But it is an addiction to the addiction. Like, I used to tell my mother, Ma, I don't wake up. Every drug addict wakes up and they're like, I want this shit to end. <laughs> Please. But then they get their fix and they're like, oh, I feel fucking great. That's why I don't believe in accidental overdose. Well, there's, of course, an. Oh, yeah, there's accidental overdoses. But it's not accidental. You just overdose. Like,. But when they say like like suicidal overdose, there's no f- there's no such thing unless it's like some fucking lady or like or some guy who they want to get their husband or their wife's attention, so they eat like ten I don't know, not even like ten Flintstone tablets, and you know it doesn't work. But they get on, then you get thrown on. If you go to jail, never tell them that you have suicidal tendencies. They put you in a room, and I've, I, I've, I haven't experienced this because I've never been to jail or prison. I've been to jail, kind of, you know, county jail where they hold you. They, they, this is like the thing where they a lot of guys sit and wait for their trial, and some of them get moved on to pods, but normally that's when you get sentenced is when you get your own little cell, which apparently is better. I always thought, like, that was the shitty part, you know? Ugh, gotta go into a cell now, gotta go into prison, but these guys are like, nah, dude, you get more freedom, that's when you can get your money and your canteen, and you can get, like, a TV, and whatever, I don't know, it doesn't sound fun to me, but some people are just institutionalized, they, they, and I remember it, like, when someone was like, you might not be able to drink anymore, I was like, oh no, I'm gonna miss out on, like, I thought I was missing out on this big thing, this big party out there, and it's just a wasteland, you know, especially when you get two DUIs, it's probably a good thing, and I didn't quit drinking because of those, I was drinking afterwards, I just made a conscious decision when I started smoking marijuana that, like, I, I don't, you know, when you're high on weed, you're just like, I ain't, I don't want to fucking go out, like tonight, I'm, I got a joint that I just rolled, I'm going to smoke that, and I am going into Greece, you know how? Via Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I've got some great gameplay, and let's see, I've got, I don't have to work till 3 p.m. tomorrow, baby, I got all night, oh yeah, oh yeah, but you should always get seven to eight hours of sleep, so don't play too late, Stevie boy, anyways, let's get back to the white sauce, you put, once the flour and the butter creates a, you know when you have the flu and you blow your nose and it's like this very, uh, not neon, it's like a, that's kind of the consistency of what it should look like. Right, right when that blends, you stir it a little bit, add the milk, okay? And add just enough milk, kind of like, Katie, like, okay, I'm only putting, if you're putting it on your chicken cordon bleu, your, um, let me go look, I have, I have, let me look at the brand, and you guys may have heard of it or used it before, I don't know, I live on, in the uh, East Coast, Massachusetts, so it is Barber Foods. Breaded raw stuffed chicken breasts with rib meat. Oh, I love rib meat, broccoli, and cheese. So for this one, I'd probably maybe use about a half a cup of uh, milk. 
because you know otherwise you end up with a bunch of extra but it's always it's good better to have extra than more so then when the milk you leave the milk on like a medium or yeah yeah you start it start it slightly in the medium because you don't want to burn the butter then when the milk gets added you need that kind of to not boil because that um, but that create that like when when milk is boiled, it 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 turns. Well, what it should do, you also don't want clumps of your flour and butter mixture. That's why you have to add the milk right away. So then you stir it, and the butter and the flour mixture kind of like just um it, it it basically blends with the uh, the flour and butter blends with the milk, creating this nice thick the th- sauce. You'll notice it gets thicker as you stir it. Add some salt, some pepper, and then shredded cheddar cheese. White. Vermont white cheddar cheese. Or whatever, just white cheddar cheese. Because if it's yellow, it's gonna look it's not gonna look cool. Unless you're trying to make like nacho cheese, which I don't fucking know. You can do that if you want. And but if you wanted to make an Alfredo sauce, maybe for your pasta or something, I would probably go about it the same way with a little extra milk. You probably have to up the ingredients and then parm like use the cheddar cheese, but try to throw in some like shredded parmesan as well as grated parmesan, you know? Because that is gonna make a sauce. Or just look up Alfredo sauce recipe. But that's how you make a nice simple white sauce to put on your your chicken cutlet or your chicken cut on blue. Um or I love chicken parmesan is my mo with mayo. Oh my god. The only thing is when you order it, um, one time I ordered a meatball sub, and because mayonnaise is not normally put on meatball sub, but my dad got me into it, I fucking love it, they sent me a sandwich, a, a hoagie, alright, it's not a, a submarine sandwich, they only call it a sub because it looks like a submarine, okay, it's really called a hoagie, hoagies and grinders, Hoagies and grinders. I don't know what grinders are. Except for the gay dating app. Alright, so... Next recipe is... What I said... Um, I would tell you how to make... Oh! Cream spinach is very similar. Big old slab of butter. I'm talking like... Not... Maybe like a quarter of the stick of butter. Because depending on how big of a thing you're making, you gotta kind of. Now, if you don't know how to cook, just this takes practice, or maybe look up recipes. But like, you should be able to determine with your own eye. Like, all right, if if you're just making like tonight, if I went well tonight, I'm making the the chicken breast and fajitas, and then I'll probably bake the other. Um, I'll bake the other three pieces for the grilled chicken for um salad a uh, caesar salad with marie's m a r i e apostrophe s caesar dressing oh my god you can have and you notice the difference there's even this little ranch dressing and it's at the dollar tree and it tastes so much better and different than any other any other i usually don't like ranch dressing but i like dipping my uh Sometimes if I'm if I'm if I know I'm gonna just want to come home from work if it's like eleven o'clock or twelve o'clock night where I get home, I just want to throw in some appetizers, which is like jalapeno poppers, or macaroni and cheese stuffed bites, or potato potato skins stuffed with like cheese and bacon and I don't know what else. Uh, and then, um, all right, macaroni and cheese. Oh, and then there's one that's broccoli and cheese stuffed. You know, this, you know, so I've fried it before in, um, vegetable oil or canola, or actually, even one time, uh, coconut oil. A little bit of a different taste. But, uh, yes, all right. And then, so you've got your cream spinach, there's a d- decent amount of butter. Chopped, you get to chop your garlic, which you should probably do first. Have it all prepared, okay? You be your own sous chef. Don't do this as it comes. Because if you've got butter in the pan and you're sitting there chopping garlic. Now, I might be able to pull it off. But as a novice, if you've never done this before, or if you have, or if you are a good cook, just, you know, just make sure you know your time. So once the butter melts, you throw in the garlic. But then right away, I always buy uh, cut leaf spinach frozen. Frozen, okay? 
um, because it's just easier to have it melt to make a cream spinach. Now, if you want to have spinach in other forms, just buy the fucking bagged shit, fresh. But for me, I just add that in. Now, the only problem is it gets it. The ice that's in the spinach can, you know, create a little bit of a water issue. But you've got so then you're just kind of like so, like slowly stirring it till the spinach, you know, the ice melts off the spinach or whatever. Till the spinach is a nice uh, consistency. There's no chunks. There's no icicles. There's nothing. And the garlic's mixed in. You can even add a little bit of garlic salt, but salt, pepper that heavily. I don't usually salt my food, but I will salt food like that that's being prepped. Because a cream, white cream sauce, even with a cheese, it's or even if you added Parmesan cheese. Although, see, like that sometimes, like on pizza, I would never put salt on a pizza before or after, or store purchased, whatever. I just don't do it. You can add Parmesan cheese or anchovies. Those are natural salt sources that taste delicious and aren't fucking straight up salt. Um, so cream spinach, uh, butter, garlic, frozen spinach or however, whatever. Then once it's all kind of melted or, you know, starting to, um, yeah, show signs that it's no longer frozen, you add in a good dollop dollop of daisy my cat's name is daisy so you put a little dollop of daisy poop in it no um, whatever sour cream and you know maybe don't put too much in at first because then it's going to be all watery and mushy and when you put on the plate this little greenish liquid watery liquid is going to come out the sides that might happen anyways because of the fucking melted ice but you put in a little bit of sour cream Start mixing that in so it's a nice consistency and then add shredded ched. Shred your ched fresh off the block. Do not buy those bags of pre-shredded cheese unless the only only time I buy mozzarella for my pizza, my no sauce um, either sometimes if I have provolone I put that down first but no sauce pizza with spinach garlic, feta and like you know, like I said, no sauce, but you use mozzarella cheese on that end because mozzarella cheese just it just works better. I, I I throw a little bit of cheddar on top, sometimes shredded Parmesan cheese, um, and then on the other side I do half sauce with white Vermont or sharp whatever sharp cheddar cheese. That's just the way my uncle taught me it, and I think it does. It tastes the best. And then I either do a, a buffalo chicken. Or a shrimp and garlic, or a taco pizza. Now, if you want to know the taco pizza secret, fuck it, I'll tell you. you you're the one who has to know how to make it, though. Because um, what I do is I buy store bought dough, let it rise, put some flour under it, start to shape it. And then, once it seems like it's just enough to stretch, you put olive oil um, on a sheet pan. And you spread that dough out and you slowly just kind of take your fingers and kind of push, you know, make sure one edge isn't like it's not too thick on one side. And then you begin to crimp the edges. So before you crimp the edges, uh, you have to kind of, like I said, with your fingers, like as if you're tap, like not playing a piano, kind of though, playing a piano as if if a piano... It, uh, had layers to it, like was long, you know, not not wide, but long, and you just go beep, 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 beep. You, It's called beating out a pizza, not beating off. Okay, no sex jokes. And then you add the sauce, and then you add your cheese, or whatever, and um, a little bit of Italian seasoning on top. Now you now if you're doing a shrimp and garlic, and you have extra shrimp, you can add some shrimp or even tomatoes to the. Um, garlic, feta, and spinach with no sauce side. So those are two, three recipes right there. Um, and oh, let me just say one more thing. If you're going to make chicken cutlets for chicken parm or, you know, just a chicken cutlet, you can get chicken cutlets where you just put mayonnaise and like uh, raw onion and lettuce and pickles and all that stuff on there. That's pretty good too. So you don't need the sauce. You need just provolone cheese. Maybe no cheese, maybe nothing, maybe the mayo will do it, if you like mayonnaise. Um, 
All right, so I've always taken the chicken breast, then had a plate with flour on it, because the chicken breast is already wet, okay? But you and you need the egg wash or the eggs to in order for the breadcrumbs to fit. So some people will just dip, like I've seen my mother just take the chicken, put it right into egg wash, and then onto the breadcrumbs, and it it just it doesn't. Mm, that's when it. That's when. You get the flaky stuff. It falls. It starts to fall off as you're as you're frying it in the little. Uh, as I said, veg. Do not. You cannot. Like my. This is not. I, I. I. This is like common knowledge. But I'm saying this because my mother thinks that you can fry things in olive oil. And I said, No, Mom. Olive oil has a low burning. Has a very. What is it? Olive oil like takes longer to burn, you know what I mean, that's why you cook steaks with it, because if you cooked a steak with like canola oil, it would burn, it would heat up too fast, and whatever, so use canola oil, or any other type of oil besides olive, and you can fry up your little chicken cutlets, you put it in the flour on both sides, now keep one hand wet, and one hand is for dry, so the dry hand becomes the one, you pick up the flour, the, the chicken cutlet in the flour you put in the egg wash then so let's say you pick up the the uh, flour coated chicken cutlet with your left hand once you put that in the egg wash you take your right hand and make sure it's fully coated and then you pull that out with your right hand and put it into the breadcrumbs and then with your left hand you kind of just coat the sides so that you don't get any of that egg wash or whatever big mess on your hands and you flip it a few times, you add, you know, some more breadcrumbs on top, you pat that stuff down, and then you fry it only when the, like, you don't want to have a dull, you don't want to just, like, start the, you don't want to start the, um, the, fr- the heating the oil too soon or too late, but too late is definitely because if you throw a cutlet in there and it doesn't immediately, it's it shouldn't immediately be like, you know, popping everywhere where you're getting fucking hit with grease and all that shit. It should just be so that once you put it in, it starts to fry. You know, it starts to bubble around the edges. If you put it in and it does nothing, then you did it too early. Okay? So those are four whatever recipes. Um, I'm going to have sliced gua avocado on my fajita tonight. Um, another good recipe is shrimp with garlic keep the tail on if you want and you add squeeze fresh lemon juice and cilantro and i just got a big bundle of cilantro in which i usually get and that's the same way to make um uh guacamole you got your avocado you mash it up you add salt pepper a little bit of garlic salt but garlic and then chopped garlic is always essential and then um fresh lime juice and then to counteract that, the salt counteracts the fresh lime juice. And then cilantro if you have it. But cilantro isn't, like, necessary to making it, you know. A nice, good guacamole can be made with anything. So I don't know if I'm just going to add, you know, what I do is you uh, open up. You get this, the big seed, the avocado seed out the middle, that, uh, that little round seed thing. And you take a knife and you cut the long way. You just cut out these slices and then they kind of just pop out. That's if you want to, like, wedge it in there, you know, wedge it on top of the, the, the fajita or the taco. Doesn't work very well with meat, beef tacos, but chicken fajitas, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so tonight, that's what I'm having. Ooh, another good idea is with the canola oil. So sometimes with my, I, I always buy taco shells because I love that nice crunch. Sometimes, and I always buy fajitas because sometimes I'll melt. You know, like how Taco Bell they melt. They put you put cheese. You lay the um, tortilla flat. You put probably uh, cheddar cheese shredded from the block, unless you're kind of in a rush and you just want to. You know, it just takes longer for that pre-shredded stuff to melt, and it doesn't melt right. But the stuff right off the block is kind of oily and greasy, so it sticks. But you have to break the t- the hard shell taco in half, fill the be- the side that isn't as, you know, you want to get try to get as even a break as you can. But if one break 
has like more of a um you know more of the bottom on it you just that's you put your taco meat on that side and so it's laying they're both laying flat with the cheese put that in and that this is like after you've made it and it's refrigerated um if it wasn't then you could just melt the shell on on top of the tortilla with and the cheese will keep it together and then you fill it with the taco meat and that is that's delicious um sometimes just a regular sometimes i like just having a t- filling up a taco shell with a half of a slice of american cheese and taco sauce you know the hot not like not no the only time i put salsa on anything that has to do with tacos is when the meat is done like you drain you drain out the fat you put it back on you add the seasoning and then the water and then salsa not a whole can not a whole bottle or jar or whatever but just like you know enough enough so that it mixes in and it just it looks like you've added onion and pepper and it looks it looks cool and it adds flavor because i don't know salsa to me doesn't belong on a taco unless it's like a big burrito maybe but sour cream and guacamole all the way for me i'll pay fucking 50 cents for that dumb shit even though it should be free so uh yeah taco that's another taco this is all stuff that like i when i was growing up my sisters would be off like playing video games or doing whatever I would be standing on a stool watching my dad. I, I loved his uh, little homemade sauce. So I'd dip my little finger in it and go, Mmm, Daddy, this is so good. Dad, can I have another bite? He'd go, Okay, Steve, we're going to save some for the spaghetti. Uh, the meatball recipe, I can teach you that another time. That's just too much because it's really, at this point, I, I didn't write down like exact measurements. It depends on how much you're using, but you'd see normally eggs. Milk, Parmesan cheese, onion, garlic, breadcrumbs. Um, sometimes I'll add a little bit of nutmeg. Or like, well, last time I added cinnamon, it was a little too overpowering. But it gives them this little, like, uh, I don't know, you don't have to add that. If anything, just do nutmeg. Or nothing at all. Don't do cinnamon. Um, and then, yeah, a nice with a nice red sauce. I I hate burnt sauce. I hate, like... When someone, you know, you're like, ooh, meatballs. And you open up a crock pot and it's like brown and black sauce. And you're like, uh, who did this? And then you realize, oh, my mother brought this to the party. My mother is a genius when it comes to infection control and making sure hospitals, you know, follow the right procedures as far as uh, keeping things clean and not spreading diseases and she knew about MRSA, M-R-S-A, before anyone. I remember like hearing about it, and then I got it from an ingrown hair. Apparently, it, it, it's it it we all have it. It lays dormant in your nose. It's just a matter of it getting inside of your. I don't know. I I got the ingrown hair. It wasn't even that. I don't even think it was an ingrown hair. I think it was just MRSA that was. I don't know. Whatever. They lanced it, and I knew right away because I had been septic before. Which, which is kind of weird, and that was I couldn't move, so I went. To, I remember that day when I, after I had been septic and all that, I knew when I felt I had MRSA, I knew I noticed the lump on my pubic area, and then I was like, oh, I'm kind of tired. I'm gonna take a nap. So when I woke up. I had the feverish, like fever type feeling. And I knew right away, I go, Ma, I gotta go to the hospital. And she's like, why, what do you mean? I go, I got this lump. It felt like someone inserted, like, you know those tubes, those glass tube jar, whatever, tubes they use for uh, science projects? It felt like someone inserted one of those into my pel- my pelvic, my pu- pubes, pubic region. And there's still the slit where they lanced it, but it's not noticeable. What's more noticeable, all right, so then after that, I get out of the hospital. I'm so fucking filled with antibiotics that my face is radiating. I felt like I was on a super drug. My teeth felt like looked like they had been bleached. Um, they felt like they had been bleached. And um, oh, so then it went from down there to my stomach, which was like it felt like someone put a rock uh, under my skin. 
and you would just kind of like press on the top and it would ooze out this mixture of now I don't want to gross you guys out but it was a mixture of you know all the bloody pussy gooey stuff it was very clearly uh, MRSA infection and then it spread back down to the left side right next to the base of my penis the other one's like right you know right in the middle of your pupil and whatever but I just don't want to have to explain that to a future girlfriend. Oh, yeah, see this cut right here? This is from MRSA. Oh, you had MRSA? Yeah, but it was like 2014. I'm, I'm pretty clean now. By the way, you could get MRSA too if you just made the wrong decision. And it would have nothing to do with me, sweetie. My MRSA is gone. It's dormant. I guess that's kind of... It's kind of like herpes in some ways. Anyways, gays... Uh, guy... Anyways, gays... Any wise guy... Gays... <laughs> anyways, guys... Any wise gays... Any wise gays... Um, I've had enough talking... My vo- I'm salivating... I want to play my video game... It's already 8pm... I want to smoke a joint... I'm not going to jerk off... Okay... But, uh... Yeah... If, if my voices sound a little lazy right now, it's because I did take a... Now, Klonopins are different from Xanax. They last longer. They have a longer half-life. So, like, you can take them and then wake up the next day and you're like, Ooh, I feel good. And they don't make you tired. Like, Xanax makes you, like, the next day, if I smoke a joint or do edibles, especially, specifically. Edibles, now, sometimes they'll get me tired enough to fall asleep. But if it's day after taking Xanax, oh, I'm out. I am and I fall asleep in my big recliner chair until 3 a.m. And then I realize, oh, yeah, I guess uh, I'll try to go back to sleep till 6 or 7. And then all of a sudden I'm awake all night. So, yeah, I got to get to cooking, folks. And, uh, yeah, if you enjoyed um, learning about, you know, how to cook simple little things, or if you have any more questions, find me on Twitter at, okay, that's the at symbol. Modern wise sage. Okay? That's it. No no little whatever it's called, the hyphen or no no um space in between, just modern wise sage. And you can DM me or follow me and I'll follow you or whatever. Um but yeah, if you have a question about like dude, I wanna know how to make those meatballs or dude, where do I get the pizza dough? What's the best pizza sauce? Um, how much cheese? Shit, blah, blah, blah. Anything. And I'll even show you how the dough, just the crust looks. Ooh, and there's even something called a laced edge pizza. And that is when you oversauce the edges. You put the sauce over where the crust should be, the crust. And then when you cheese it, you put extra cheese around the edges. Now, it's easier in a 10-inch round uh, deep dish pan but I'm doing it on a sheet pan either way doesn't matter you put the cheese on there and then you crimp it as again as if it was like you were crimping the edge making the edge so what happens is when you cook it lately sometimes mine it just falls apart and becomes a mess but at the old pizza place we, the hang, we, call, we had a pizza called the hangover pizza cure and it was a, a laced pizza with linguisa, which is kind of like a... The only reason I'm explaining linguisa is because when I... Ex, linguisa, pepper, and onion, laced pizza. Somehow gets rid of hangovers, I don't know. But, um, geez, it got dark real quick. Ooh! Mostly because when, I, when I'm doing these podcasts, I, for some reason I have my... I have my... What the fuck? Oh, I see what happened. Most of the time it's because I have my eyes closed when I'm talking. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. And what the fuck? Stay plugged in, okay? Mr. Two USB cord, six outlet plug thing, cover, machine, box. All right, guys. Um, enjoy. Uh, I hope, I hope, I hope this, I hope you don't get, you know, I'll write in the dis- I'll have to write in the description. The this is not a a boring one hour long podcast. If you want to learn some recipes, 
You gotta fucking listen, bro. But I think with mine, you can fast forward. Anyways, pretty soon I'll be switching over to Spotify. Might have to even re restart all over again. And that's just so... Now, if you are listening to this and you don't know who my friend Brian is, he has a podcast called OMG... Uh, that's so random, hee hee. Uh... I think Steve's world, um, the modern modernization of the uh, the modern man. Um, sorry, this is our Joe Rogan picture. Uh, that's for you. Oh my God, so random. He he is P- at pizza tank top bro, no spaces and at Dirk Walker. But their Twitter account is at OMG S O R A N D O M he he. So oh my god, so random he he. And that is the name of their podcast. And I jokingly sent them something saying uh and it was a it wasn't like a video, it was just like a, a reply to one of their things, and I said Um what is it? What do they call those? Asterisks uh, in in struggling comedians' voice, and I the joke was that like there are comedians out there that get off stage, and all of a sudden this little nerdy guy's like, "Hey, uh, dude, do you think I could like get a five minute guest spot like on your showcase?" And really, the guys not they're not even funny. They've been like doing comedy for a year, but everyone thinks they're funny. Everyone thinks it's easy. Everyone thinks they just get up there and go. So guys, what's up with these millennials? Guys, Donald Trump is our president. Just think about that. Donald Trump's our president. That's easy shit, all right? Get off stage. Go fucking write some tweets. And it's weird that people that write funny tweets are not usually very good at comedy. Comedians, really funny people, are not very good at writing it out in tweet form. Chris D'Elia is an exception. But, I mean, some people are like, oh my God, I, he, he, I just... Look up any, like, Chris D'Elia top five funny, or whatever. Chris D'Elia's funniest podcast moments. The best one is him and Brian Callen just going back and forth. Brian Callen is like a, um... And no, I'm not... I didn't steal this from someone that said it in the DM earlier. I've always thought this. Him and... He's like a, um... Like a, a, a... Fucking... What do they call it? Poor... Like a poor man's Joe Rogan. He's like a flea market Joe Rogan. If Joe Rogan was a nice um, copper, no, a nice gold, solid gold bar or decorative piece, necklace. No, if Joe Rogan was diamond earrings, well, Brian Callen is cubic zirconia earrings that you buy at a mall kiosk for $10 and they're huge and you look like a fucking douche that's why I'm glad I finally got my uh, license picture retaken although my hair was so messy I was like dude can you please just use the old one but the old one is me with like this shorter spiked hair Um, now my hair is a little bit longer but I still do cut the sides short and you know just the smug smile with black earrings in each ear. And I just figured, you know, if a cop pulls me over. Oh my God, is my cat rubbing a little butt? Daisy, did you get your poop out? I don't want to see a little turd on the floor. And I don't want to see you dragging your ass either. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to end it on that. If I didn't finish my last sentence, I don't give a fuck. All right? Steve's world. Party time, the modernization of the wise sage mind. See you later, guys. Hey, peace, love. Tell your mother you love her. Tell you, call your father. Tell him you love him, too. I'm going to do that when I get off the phone because I love my dad. I just saw my mom, though. She, she picked me up from work at 4 p.m. Okay? And check out Oh My God So Random He He podcast on Spotify and look for me on there. Um, I will be then probably spreading it more or advertising it more. Not 
not that I really care that for people to listen to what I have to say, especially when I forget the audience um, and the archive. I don't want the archives to ever have something that I don't want to be released. So um, I will be spreading that once I get to Spotify. Love you. Enjoy your night. It's Friday. Be careful. Don't.